I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning Podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Hey, Leaders of Learning, welcome back, and thanks for being on this ride with me because we are at episode 50 of the program. Wow, episode 50, halfway to the century mark. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being on this ride and taking the journey with me. Some of you guys have been here from the start. If you haven't, that's okay too. I just appreciate you coming along for the ride. In episode 50, I have a great guest, a return guest to the show who hasn't been here since episode 8 all the way back in 2017. So it's been a couple of years and this guy has been super busy You might know him from his own podcasts. He has Better Leaders, Better Schools, and the School Leadership Series. He also published a book, Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. Danny Bauer joins me, and we had a great conversation about leadership, including leading through adversity. Like I shared with you in the last episode, I've battled my own adversity, especially over the last a few months in my career, and he has some advice about that and what to do if you uh, have that sort of adversity in your lives and in your careers. We also talk about coaching quite a bit because he is the epitome of someone who just wants to coach people, support people, and help them be the best version of themselves that they can be as educators and as leaders. I know I say this at the end of every episode, but before we get to that interview with Danny Bauer, I just wanted to ask you and remind you one more time to subscribe to this podcast. If you're not already subscribed, whatever you use to listen to your podcasts, there's a subscribe button somewhere, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like me, I use Pocket Casts to listen to the shows that I'm subscribed to. But whatever you use, definitely hit subscribe. That way you're notified every time a new episode comes out. And if you're like me, those new episodes will automatically be downloaded into your program of choice and into your device. So it's ready to go, ready for you to listen to in your car or wherever you like listening to podcasts. Without further ado, here is my interview with Danny Bauer. All right, leaders of learning, I have a great guest uh, again. Actually, he's a return guest, and I've said this before. I feel like this is uh, as far as I've come as a podcaster now to bring back return guests, and I'm really excited to bring back now a guest who went all the way back to episode eight, and that is Danny Bauer. Danny, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, I'm so excited to be here talking to leaders of learning, and Dan, thanks so much for having me back. Thank you. And just in case uh, some of our listeners have not been with us since episode eight and may not listen to your podcasts or, or your books or anything, just introduce yourself if you could and uh, let the listeners know who you are, where you are, what you do. Yeah. Uh, started Better Leaders, Better Schools in 2015. And the idea behind it was in my district, there weren't a lot of leadership development opportunities. The ones that were sort of identified as that 
was really like how to exist in the big bureaucracy and how not to get fired, right? Do these 10 things and you won't get fired, but not about how to have difficult conversations, navigate conflict, inspire people, you know, cast a vision, all that kind of stuff. So um, I started a show, talk to awesome leaders like you, right? To learn from your successes and failures. And I figured I'd grow and that worked. I grew and the podcast grew. So that's the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Uh, I have a second one called the School Leadership Series. But essentially at the end of the day, you know, our why, what what guides the work with everything we do is this quote, everybody wins when a leader gets better. Everybody wins when you, the listener, the leader of learning listener gets better. And so that's that's what we're all about. That's great, man. And and I think I've said this before, but if I haven't, let me say it again that uh, this show was at least partly uh, inspired by your show. And, you know, yours was one of the first, the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. I know you have the uh, school leadership series now too, but that was one of the first ones that I really got into. And especially as I was sort of this up and coming school leader and, and um, you know, trying to take on new leadership opportunities, uh, it was definitely a big motivation for me uh, to listen to that. And, and I really appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, now a few years later, even you're still doing it and, and growing and getting bigger and better all the time. So that's awesome. Let's move back for a second, though, because you just said something about le- learning and leading through the good times and the bad, through successes and failures. As we were just saying before we hit record here, my last episode, which is really kind of the first episode in the third season of the show, I, I got vulnerable. I opened up a little bit about, um, and I won't call it a failure, but I-, I would call it just an opportunity that didn't go as well as I thought it would or, or didn't end the way that I thought it would as a first-year administrator. And so I've had to kind of take a new route and, and a new course in my own path through the leadership ranks. But um, I was just wondering if you might be able to give me, my listeners, a little bit of advice or ideas or, or your thoughts around sort of this idea of learning through failure. Here's the thing. like If you're not willing to fail to swing for the fences or shoot for the moon, you're not going to ever experience anything great or create, you know, some tremendous value in your personal life or the organization where you work, uh, the people that you serve. And you have to dance with fear. It it might not be the partner you want to bring to the prom, right? But fear is always going to be there and you have to dance with her and and learn to get comfortable with it. You know, something that's really interesting about failure, uh, fear, the imposter syndrome, all these things, if we follow that thread, everybody experiences it. Everybody. That's that's an idea called Sonder, that, that idea in your brain that you're not good enough or, you know, I'm going to really screw this up or I did screw it up and, you know, man, I'm such a failure. Everybody has that, okay? Every single person. But how you respond to it is what makes you you. You know, I think of it like a coin too. you know, heads is one side, which we just sort of talked about imposter syndrome, fear, uh, all of that. And then on the other side is potential and possibility and and greatness and uh, excitement, you know, and just depends on how you want to frame that experience. You know, so Dan, you talked about I want to I want to look at that as a as a opportunity to learn. That is so good. I want to, you know honor you on your show and in front of the listeners that that is an incredible approach to take. Um, I recently took this 
course called uh, Finding Finding Mastery, and it's about you know finding your personal best, however you want to define that. It was taught by Dr. Michael Gervais, who has a podcast called Finding Mastery, and uh, Coach Pete Carroll. So Gervais works with uh, Olympians and elite performers, you know, executives, and we know Coach Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks. And so these guys are are working with people who are at the top of their game, right? And you can imagine when the stakes are high, you're playing in front of all the fans, and, and you're about to throw, you know, your Russell and you're popping back into the pocket. You can't be worried, am I about to throw the interception or not? You got to be confident. You got to be ready. But in that moment, there is a fear of failure too. And so you got to collect that data, that feedback loop, and uh, decide how you want to respond. But the, one of the interesting things, and this last thing I want to say and see what follow-up questions you have, um, the interesting thing is that right in that moment when you're competing, right, you start, your body changes. Your heart rate starts to accelerate. Uh, even on this podcast right now, I feel a little bit of sweat coming on, right? Um, maybe the hands shake subtly or they're a bit clammy. You know, there's some physiological response that happens when it's time to perform. And too little, you're not moved to give your best. Too much, and you're absolutely arrested, you know, frozen there, and you can't give your best either. So if that's some sort of scale from one to 10, one not enough, activation and 10, too much activation, you want to somehow be able to rest between four and six, five being ideal right there in the middle. And so one thing that I've learned is that talking on a podcast, giving a keynote, presenting at a leadership retreat, uh, whatever it is, coaching and leaning into really difficult topics with leaders that ask me to help, right? Those are all scary things. And now when the heart gets beating faster or a little bit of sweat happens or my hands slightly tremble, I say, great, this is awesome. My body's getting pumped up. I'm getting activated so I could be here and serve at my highest level. And then what do I need to do to make sure I don't go to a seven, eight, nine, or 10? And the simplest thing that you can do, Dan, is take a deep breath, right? First, be internally aware that those physiological things are happening. And then secondly, have things. Maybe it's a mantra you repeat or whatever. But for me, just taking a nice deep breath is a way of resetting everything too. So uh, a couple of things really resonated with me that you just said. And, and, and first, I'll go back to the point you made about dancing with fear. And then uh, this last piece about sort of the, the level at which you operate, you know, on a scale from zero to 10. As a matter of fact, while you were talking, I was kind of thinking that a couple of weeks ago, we took a family vacation to Universal Studios in Orlando. And my son is eight and a half, almost nine, and he isn't exactly a, a thrill seeker. Uh, but there was a actually there were two rides probably at the parks that he sort of conquered his fear and and overcame and uh, you know I kept telling him like they're called thrill rides for a reason because you're supposed to get nervous and and feel like you were just saying you know that clamminess that nervousness while you're on it and then you get off and you're like yes I did it and and that's totally how he reacted and how he felt after he was so proud of himself one of those rides he went back on a second time and so I think you know to to liken that to compare it to situations of, of leadership or uh, any path that any educator is on, really. Like, there's always um, unknowns. There are always things getting thrown your way. You're wearing many hats. You're, there's accountability that you have to face. And, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, you get through it, you conquer it. And you're like, yes, you feel that that success, you feel that rush. So I appreciate that. Now, yeah. yeah just, oh, well, I was just gonna say, like, you know, same thing, like the coin, you can see that moment as, oh, man, I'm super nervous. And, you know, uh, what do I have to do to not make a mistake and all this kind of stuff. And then you're almost guaranteed you're going to make a mistake because you're too rigid. You're not flexible, which elite performers are, are flexible. Right. And so here it's the same thing. Just telling yourself, not that you're nervous and you're about to make a mistake. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. That's not helpful. It's that, Ooh, my body's responding. It's getting ready to perform at its best, you know? So that's simply the, the idea I want listeners definitely to walk away with. The Leader of Learning Podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning Podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. Now, uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago, you came on to this show as a guest pretty early on after its inception. Episode 8, I believe that was sometime around fall of 2018, I want to say. So it's been a while since we spoke, at least uh, the last time on air. Uh, you have been really busy. And so since then, I know you've been involved in publishing your first solo book, Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. Um, you have this second podcast, the School Leadership Series, um, this Go community now that you've launched. Talk to us a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, when you say it that way, it has been a lot, you know, and um, I want to I want to share a practice for the listener uh, to to start doing this year and um, put it on your calendar because I want you to do it in December, January-ish and block off, you know, a couple hours. But one of the things that I do is write a, a letter to the tribe every single year. And then I can look back at where I was a year ago and really reflect and measure, right, the the growth or the impact that has happened through me personally or professionally. So that's a pretty cool activity to do. Um, and if you just go to the website and, and type in a letter to the tribe, you can see, you know, what I've written in the past. But I think the highlights, the highlights would be, you know, in 2019, I started really checking off things on my vivid vision, which is a three-year roadmap for where I'm going and uh, got the first book out. So that's the Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. And I'm talking to a handful of publishers now working on book number two. Um, but that first book available on Amazon, there's an audio with tons, tons more bonus content. Um, so check that out if you'd like. The second show came out. Uh, I wanted to extend reach and impact. So it's called the School Leadership Series. It's always five minutes or less. It's typically around three, Monday through Friday, just like daily inspiration on your way to work. And if you have an Amazon Echo type device, you can have that as a morning brief. Uh, but it's also available on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you live in the shows. That show too, and here's a here's a great leadership lesson for your listener. Um, I was working with leaders I serve in the in the mastermind, and I was pushing them to challenge tradition because a lot of times tradition is for a kid, a teacher, a community member that no longer exists. You know, and you you have to you have to question. And always ask why, or you develop blind spots, right? And, and so I said, 
question tradition within your schools. Why are you doing the things you do? Does it still serve the student that's in front of you, the teacher, the community members? And not to get too much into it too, but you know, unfortunately, a lot of traditions too are, are often founded in some sort of uh, prejudiced viewpoint. Uh, and we need to be critical of those and investigate. But I was thinking about my own practice and leadership and, and what I do at Better Leaders. And it's so brand new. I'm thinking, well, how do I, how do I question tradition? What does that look like? And what I ended up doing was I said, oh, I don't have to be the host of my own podcast. So the school leadership series, how much better could it be? Or here's another leadership lesson, the what if. What if I invited other amazing school leaders to have the mic and just share their incredible viewpoint? And if I'm a leader that values diversity, women in leadership and leaders of color, how am I amplifying those voices? I can do it through having them as guests on the Better Leaders show, but I could also do it by very intentionally forming a, an Avengers-like team that represents my values. And so it started in season one, but in season two, which drops in September, it'll be much more intentional. There's 13 of us and uh, men, women, all different races, ethnicities, uh, sexual orientations. So it's a great diverse group. And they'll all be sharing from their perspective about school leadership. So I'm super pumped about how that started and how it's continuing to grow. Last thing I want to say in terms of Vivid Vision, uh, I filled the mastermind to 60 members, uh, school leaders that we get to coach and support in our our leadership community. Um, and, And there's members from six different countries around the world. So we get together weekly. We talk deeply about education and leadership. You know, if, if LeBron James uh, can have a coach, I think a principal or an assistant principal should have a coach too. And that's what we do. We, we help uh, school leaders be their best and, and do it in a community environment. Um, we've opened up a fifth cohort, which is quite nice. And that's not going to be led by me, but Dr. Kelly Crane. And that's just uh, in an effort to impact and serve more school leaders. And you mentioned uh, the Go community. And so the mastermind's not for everybody, uh, but people that still want to grow and still want to be connected to the right kind of leaders that are, are forward thinking, are innovative, are authentic, and uh, able to ask for help and, and share where they're challenged and want to share resources at a crazy level. We have the Go community for them as well. What I love about it, and I go back to what I said before about how your show and and really your brand as it started to launch was, uh, you know, was really motivating for me is that you and and this community that you've built, um, in my in my opinion, and um, I'm sure you would agree, but it's just so much about coaching and just really supporting each other. And, and I appreciate that very much because um, that's what drives me in my work, whether it was my my last job as an administrator or the, the job that I'm heading back to now being an instructional coach. Um, mm. You know, I, I made that shift in my career a handful of years ago to say, like, I, I love being an educator, um, but being in the classroom and working with students day to day is not really my thing. I just really want to support other educators and and get them to be the best that they can be so that they can make a, a huge impact on their students. So um, I love it, man. I really do. And here's what I'm wondering. I mentioned to you uh, before we started here that, that I'm in my dissertation process. I'm, I'm finishing up my doctorate. And so research is kind of a, a big thing with me right now. 
when you kind of sit back and you, you soak it all in, you've been doing the masterminds for a few years now. I know the Go community is, is relatively new, but you, you've obviously been a part of this community and, and dare I say, like the leader of the pack uh, in, in terms of running the community. But like what kinds of t- trends, topics, patterns have you seen emerge, whether it be in terms of leadership or just in education in general? Hmm. Well, first, congrats, you know, that, that you're uh, winding down your own research and uh, going to finish that advanced degree. That's that's a hard. I'm actually thing about to, to. So I'm just about to start my research, uh, but it's pretty exciting. Though I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what I can find out. And it does pertain quite a lot to leadership. So I, I'll definitely share my results with you if you're interested. But I'm looking at transformational leadership practices to inspire a growth mindset in classroom teachers. Because I really want to get down to like, what is it that leaders are doing or not doing yet um, to be able to, you know, take those teachers who, uh, as you were saying a minute or two ago, like they're they're stuck in that tradition and and they haven't yet kind of pushed through that. So that's really what I'm what I'm looking at. That's cool. Well, congrats nonetheless, because that's an important topic to investigate. And I know that you'll, you know, the fruit of that research will, will have big time change. I like to think of the ripple effect, right? So throwing that stone into the lake mm-hmm. and seeing the ripples that, that happen as a result in your research will definitely. Um, to your point, you know, in terms of trends and that kind of thing, uh, you know, SEL and like trauma-informed practices so hot. Obviously, you see it everywhere. Um, definitely uh, culturally responsive pedagogy and curriculum is extremely important. Um, I think like leadership challenges that are still around and have been around forever is, is how do you make change happen within the system? Because uh, s- school districts can just be so large, you know, and operate as these big behemoth bureaucracies. Uh, and, and I really enjoy learning from business and startup culture because it's so nimble and fast, right? And it can then make changes uh, on a dime when you need to based on the feedback, again, that feedback loop, the data you're collecting, and, and ultimately in this context, serve the students, right? Uh, the way need, they need to serve instead of going through all these checklists and, and processes to do something that we know in our gut is right, or even just want to experiment and we believe it's right, let's let's now test it and see. Uh, so that's a big one too. Um, and interestingly, I think, uh, you know, isn't Brene Brown great? Like her, her research, her books, uh, very similar to her, Jerry Kalana. He does a thing called Reboot. Uh, but they're, they're about, I think, very intentional leadership, um, authentic leadership, vulnerability, and uh, asking the, the deep, dark, scary questions of ourselves. Like, am, am, does my work matter? Does it matter that I'm the principal, or that I am the assistant principal? Um, the stakes were high. The pressure was turned up. And I just, I f that up. Like, I was a jerk in that moment. Why did I say that? Why did I choose to do that? And it's like a shadow version of ourselves. So that's a question we wrestle. And then almost under all of it is like, am I enough? Just am I enough as a human being? Uh, and I think those are big trends and, and big ideas that need to be explored as leaders. Um, and back to the coaching thing, if LeBron and other elite athletes have coached, if uh, musicians and pop artists have coached, if CEOs at, at Google right? And Apple and everywhere else has a coach, you know, principals, assistant principals, instructional coaches, that model works. Uh, and back to learning from failure, that's where you learn. 
in a safe space. You unpack it with somebody. And then you can predict when things are going to happen. And you do the hard work to try to avoid some of those mistakes and, and uh, cycles that you seem to be on, right? You can get yourself off that. But doing the same thing, expecting a different result, we all know that to be the definition of insanity. So where are you plugged into a powerful professional learning network or working with a coach where they can help you remove those blind spots? You know, Confucius says a man who has committed a mistake and doesn't correct it is committing another mistake. And that's a part of my life's work now is just to help others become more wise, make better decisions and avoid mistakes. Yeah, I get that totally. And it, sort of in keeping with that sentiment, then um, I guess my last topic that I wanted to discuss with you is, you know, we're in the beginning of September. Uh, some educators in the U.S. have gone back for a few weeks, almost a month now. Um, I've just started school. Uh, some more schools will be starting just after Labor Day. What kind of advice might you have for teachers and leaders for this upcoming school year? I know you talked a lot about, um, you know, sort of breaking through that barrier of the nervousness or fear or tradition that uh, you might feel is holding you back. Anything else that you would share with uh, people on, you know, as this school year starts? Yeah, you know, we, we've, yeah, we've talked a lot internally um, and how to perform at our best. And so one just very practical tip, keep it short and sweet, is uh, do less than obsess, right? And be an inch wide and a mile deep instead of a mile wide and an inch deep. So as you get fired up for the school year and how you're going to serve and create amazing value for that community, and you add that new, big, beautiful idea, what are you going to cut? Because you can't just keep adding to the plate you get over overweight, right? So you have to cut something off to make sure that you have enough time for that. Love it. Yeah. Go go deeper and uh, you know, not too broad, right? And really delve in and, and get as good as you can be. Uh anything else that I haven't asked you about yet that you wanted to make sure you get in and have the listeners here? Uh, I just so appreciate, you know, being a part of this. And so um thank you for having me as a guest. And uh this is what it's all about, you know, connecting, building relationships, generosity. And so just uh, one last challenge for the listener, where are you doing that, right? So where are you building relationships? Where are you giving to give, not giving to get? Uh, if something doesn't exist that you think that, man, I wish that thing was out there for me, go make it, right? Be the person who introduces the solution. So you've got the power in you. I believe in you. Excellent. Thank you so much. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to share with the listeners as well where they can find you and connect with you and, and learn more from you and, you know, be part of that that network that you talk of. Yeah, just go to the website, you know, thanks, Dan, and it's uh, betterleadersbetterschools.com, uh, social media, you know, Twitter, at least, at Alien Earbud, which is an anagram for my name, Daniel Bauer. So check me out in one of those two spots uh, and definitely get in touch. Absolutely. And of course, uh, listeners, I will link to Danny's social accounts, his website, his book, and the podcasts that he spoke of before in the show notes, leaderoflearning.com slash episode 50. Check that out. We've reached the half century mark. That's awesome. Um, listen, thank you so much. I always, always appreciate getting the chance to listen to you, but even more uh, to actually chat with you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, pleasure's all mine. Thanks, Dan. Thanks again to Danny Bauer for taking that time to come on and be a guest again on the show for the second time. As I mentioned to him, you know he's been a big inspiration to me, uh, not only through the conversations we've had on this show, but certainly listening and, and being a big fan uh, as I am of his show. 
He's just so invested in helping and coaching and supporting educators and leaders. I love when I can get the chance to talk to him, and he's helped me out so much. I just want to say one more time, thank you so much for taking this ride with me and being on the journey. 50 episodes, it uh, it hasn't necessarily been easy every step of the way, but it's been so enjoyable, and I really love getting to do what I do and sharing content in this way. I appreciate all my listeners. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Boxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a Leader of Learning.